Well, how often should I question my salvation? That is a question we get often. It's a big one. And today it comes from a woman who listens to the podcast named Kinsey. Hello, Pastor John, and thank you for your ministry over the years. My question has to do with whether or not we should regularly question our salvation. My husband and I were discussing this the other day, and we fell on opposite sides, one saying it's good to examine ourselves often in order to determine whether or not we are saved, the other saying it's more beneficial to regularly evaluate our faithfulness and fruitfulness rather than questioning salvation itself. We studied together 2 Corinthians 13 verse 5, examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. But Pastor John, what do you think? Should professing Christians question their own salvation and how often? I want to suggest that we distinguish between testing ourselves to see if we are in the faith, on the one hand, and living so as to confirm that we are in the faith, on the other hand. I think there is a psychological difference and a strategic difference, strategy difference, between these two. So let me give two texts, uh, one for each of these strategies, and then draw out some distinctions that might help. Kenzie is, is asking specifically about 2 Corinthians 13.5, examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. That's what she means by testing your salvation or questioning your salvation. Test yourselves. Or do you not realize this about yourselves, that Christ is in you? So he's very hopeful for the Corinthians, but there are some he's not sure of, unless you indeed fail to meet the test. And the other text is 2 Peter 1.10. Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election, or you could say salvation. For if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. And I'm suggesting that there's a difference between the urgency of the self-test in 2 Corinthians 13.5 and the ongoing ordinary life of confirmation that we really are among the elect, really have been effectually called, that is, really have been brought to saving faith. In a sense, the bottom line in both cases is, show that you're a real Christian, born again, justified, on your way to heaven. But there's a difference between being told, test yourself to see if you're saved, and being told, live so as to confirm your election. One of the reasons I think this, uh, there's a significant difference here is because in the context of 2 Corinthians, there is some real conflict between Paul and some people at Corinth who have given significant evidence that they may not be true Christians. For example, just a few verses before chapter 13, verse 5, namely in 12, 21, chapter 12, verse 21, Paul says, I fear that when I come again, I may have to mourn over many of those who sinned earlier and have not repented of the impurity, sexual immorality, and sensuality that they have practiced. In other words, here are people who have not repented of their sins and so are on the brink of being excommunicated 
And then just a few verses later, chapter 13, verse 3, Paul says, you seek proof that Christ is speaking in me? Now, that word proof there is the same word he uses two verses later in verse 5, only here he says they're putting him to the test and to to prove that he's real in his speaking. So when he gets to verse 5, he says, actually, folks, you should be testing yourselves. You unrepentant folks, you should be testing yourselves to see if you are in the faith. So I'm inclined to think that what brought Paul to say this with as much urgency as he did uh, is that he's been dealing with an unrepentant crowd who claim to be Christians, but they're actually totally out of character. They're, they're living in sin. They're not repenting while they're claiming to be Christians. So I'm inferring from this and the, the other ways that Paul deals with Christians that the command, test yourself to see if you are in the faith, is not a command that he ordinarily gives as a regular part of a Christian life, or that we should regularly, like part of our morning devotion, say, do it. And the way he means it there in in verse 5 of 2 Corinthians 13, this is a command that is especially appropriate when somebody uh, is living a life that is out of step with their profession of faith and gives significant evidence that they may not be real Christians. So the question, how often should we do this, seems to imply it should be an ordinarily daily kind of, or maybe weekly part of the Christian walk, when in fact, I don't think that. I think Paul would say this kind of test is something extraordinary and to be done at critical points in your life when you have drifted away from walking in step with the Spirit and have been called out probably by somebody or maybe by your own conscience. Are you a real Christian? Now, that brings me to 2 Peter 1.10, which I think does describe the more regular way to think about the relationship between our faith and the evidence of our life that we are truly Christians. So Peter says, therefore, brothers, uh, be all the more diligent to confirm, and, and that's just a standard procedure, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and your election. For if you practice these qualities, you'll never fall. And by these qualities, he's referring back to verses 5 to 8. In faith, seek to have virtue. In virtue, knowledge. In knowledge, self-control. In self-control, endurance. In endurance, godliness. In godliness, brotherly affection. In brotherly affection, love. In other words, living this way is how you confirm your calling and election. So I don't think Peter is saying, now in this critical moment of serious failure, as in 2 Corinthians, seek to confirm your calling and your election. I don't think he means that. I think he means live your life in such a way that it ordinarily confirms your calling and your election. Take your daily stand on your justification by faith, Be confident that on the basis of Christ alone, God counts you righteous, and then walk in happy, obedient faith 
and virtue and knowledge and self-control and godliness and brotherly affection and love for the glory of Christ. And if the question arises in your heart, but might I not deceive myself and think I'm a Christian when I'm not, here's what the writer of Hebrews says about that. Take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief leading you to fall away from the living God. Well, what's the solution? Exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. So that's his answer to the question, well, I might be deceived. No, in fellowship with other people, encouraging us with the promises of God, giving us the warnings of God, and keeping their eyes on our life and faith. That's the prescribed way by which we avoid being self-deceived. So, bottom line answer. Do the serious critical test of 2 Corinthians 13.5 when someone warns you that no longer does your life appear to be confirming your Christian claim. This should set off alarm bells in you, and you might be in serious trouble. So do that kind of serious self-analysis, which can be very frightening, very difficult, but very, very important. But always, day by day, have the seriousness to pursue a life of holiness that confirms your calling and your election, and live in fellowship with those who will encourage you in this day by day. Excellent. Thank you, Pastor John. And thank you for listening to the podcast. Kenzie, thank you for the wonderful and important question. And uh, if you have a wonderful and important question, uh, or if you want to search or browse our archive of 1,600 episodes, or you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can do that at desiringgod.org forward slash John. Well, we are going to break for the weekend and return next week with a question from a discouraged pastor who thinks his church should be further along in holiness. Uh, how does he and how do we all bear with immature Christians? It's a really great question. We will hear from Pastor John on Monday. I'm Tony Ranke. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Have a great weekend.